Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to Working at the Wheel. I'm your host, Vicki Dombeck, and you are tuning in to the third episode of our What's That Fruit series. Woo! What's that Pokemon? I'm going to say it again. Oh my gosh, sorry. Um, anyway, we are here for our third episode of this new series, of this new year, of this new season. Um, it's year two of Working at the Wheel. We're happy to be back. Um, and once again, I keep saying this, so you're going to have some familiar voices, some not so familiar voices. For these first couple episodes, we're really focusing on getting our podcast team back in the loop of things. So you're going to hear a lot of their voices. And then um, later on in the series, we'll get some fresh voices to you. But I'm joined here today by Claire Buckley. hey And Abigail Evans. How's it going? Hey. It's good. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Uh, today, we are continuing our conversation of fruits of the spirit. So this entire series, we are really leaning on Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And I'll read it again. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. So you might be thinking, oh, we're doing another podcast episode on joy. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. But we're really looking at joy in the context of this verse. We're looking at joy as a context of how is joy a fruit of the spirit um, and not just necessarily joy in general um, but to start we are just going to kind of go back to the basics um, recap what joy really is and then we will get into um, how this can truly be a fruit of the spirit and how we make it work in our lives so does someone want to kick us off with just a generic definition of joy yeah i think um the easiest way that I can explain what joy is by starting out with what joy isn't. I think there's a really big misconception that joy looks like you're skipping down the street, having a great day, it's sunny, it's great, everything is wonderful. That is not true. Um, Joy is not happiness. Joy is not dependent on our circumstances or things that are temporary. Um, It's not our feelings. Like, joy is about the eternal hope that we have, that like despite all of the chaos and all the hard things that are happening we can still have joy in them yeah i like what she said about looking beyond like i was just talking to someone the other day about how i had had a terrible day and i was super stressed about school and it was just the worst but i also said that there was a weird level of peace i had that could not have come from the day because it was just a terrible day and the only way it could have come was from jesus and i think the reason we can have that is because of that eternal hope and looking beyond ourselves in our terrible day. Yeah, and going to scripture right away, um, I think a good way that goes into this looking beyond kind of idea that you're throwing out there is Hebrews 12, 2, which says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Um, so mm-hmm. Jesus knew his death on the cross was coming, but he still found joy mm-hmm. in the in what was to come in the aftermath. Yeah. Um, and I think joy also comes with a trust in the aftermath that the Lord is going to provide. Um, that's why joy and happiness are not the same thing. That's why joy is not a feeling. It is your hope, like you said, Claire. It is something that goes beyond our circumstances right now. Yeah, and I think it's also really important to acknowledge, like, Jesus knew what his death was going to look like. Yeah. Like, it was not a secret to him that dying on the cross was going to be, like, painful and horrible and arguably the worst kind of death you could die at his time, and yet still for the joy that was set before him, right? Because he has this bigger picture of what it means for for all of humanity. 
So I think definitely stepping back is a great avenue on how to still have joy in hard circumstances. And speaking of stepping back, like I think that was a great recap of kind of a lot that we had talked about last year and last season mm-hmm. on working at the wheel. And now we want to step into this new time of what does joy look like in terms of um, fruits of the spirit? And mm-hmm. how do we practically put that in our life based on the way that Galatians calls us to um, when it says that there are no law against these things? Um, so I'd love to kind of talk about like how we have joy through the through the fruits of the spirit and why that's even important in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah, I think it goes back to the stepping back we were talking about because for Jesus it was a little easier to step back because he knew exactly what was coming. Mm-hmm. For us, we don't have that knowledge and I think I don't remember which of Paul's letters he said this, but he said that I consider this present suffering worth nothing mm-hmm. more than the future glory that can be revealed to us. Yeah. And I think how this relates to the idea of the fruits of the Spirit is that it is a fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Joy is not a fruit of Abigail. It's not a fruit of Claire or Vicky or anyone else. Mm -hmm. It's a fruit of being filled with God's Spirit. So I think the most important thing to remember about joy and how to have that joy as a fruit of the Spirit is to acknowledge that we can only have it through God's power because we can't have that looking out view on our own. And that's what makes it faithful and hopeful Mm -hmm. and different than what's around in our circumstances is because it is from the spirit you know so we've painted this picture in in multiple episodes so far this series of you know when we think about a tree that bears fruit like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's the analogy that's the picture that the lord wants to paint in our head when he's referencing yeah. good fruit in the bible um and obviously a tree starts in the roots it goes from the inside and then mm-hmm. it bears out yeah um and that's when we're thinking about joy like a tree can still bear good fruit, you know, despite what's going on outside because it has that protective bark on it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it has protection and it comes from within. Yeah. So when we're thinking about joy coming from within and living out no matter the circumstances, it comes from the spirit and the spirit alone in the way that the Lord as the gardener, like, upkeeps yeah. mm-hmm. everything for us. Yeah, and I think also to go back to scripture, Galatians 2.20 says, um, like talks about how we've been crucified with Christ. Like we don't live, but Christ lives in us. And Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to what Abigail was saying about like joy as a fruit of the spirit and not a fruit of us. Like we on our own cannot have the kind of joy that we're called to have. Thank goodness that we have the spirit that lives within us that gives it to us. (laughs) And I think it alludes back to um, the intro podcast about like, we have this. Like, yeah. we're not waiting for God to give us joy. We have it already. Mm-hmm. What, like, why aren't we living it out? For sure. Doesn't mean that things don't suck and that life isn't hard and that you can't come home and cry after class. But, like, having that perspective, like, an eternal perspective mm-hmm. of, like, for sure. Yeah, this sucks. We can have joy. Like, and feel I guess, your feels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. feel your feels. That's I'm not so here meaning that. that you're producing bad fruit and yeah. you're not joyful no, absolutely at all. Not. And like, that's the last thing that I want people to take from this is feeling your feels, taking care of yourself, like mm-hmm. not repressing those emotions, but feeling them does not mean that you are bearing bad fruit of the spirit when it comes to joy. Yes. But if that's what identifies you, mm-hmm. If you are identified by the way you feel your feels Mm -hmm. and the feelings that those are instead of the gift of joy and the fruit of the spirit that is joy, then that's when the bad fruit starts to start growing. Yeah, and you can, like, 
lament to God in joy. Absolutely. Like you can cry mm-hmm. out to the Lord in a time of darkness in joy. Look at the Psalms. Look at David. Yes. Like yeah. all these horrible things happening and yet he's crying out to God in joy because he knows the end of the story. Lord, it's, I am sad. Lord, mm-hmm. I am going through it right yeah. now, but I have joy because you conquered all yeah. of this and you won the battle. Yeah. Like that's that's the dynamic and the difference between this is Mm-hmm. Feel your feels, but feel them to the Lord and let mm-hmm. him take it away. Because yep. as soon as you sit in those feelings of sadness or incontentment, that's when the fruit of the spirit of joy starts to turn into that bad fruit that we yep. talked about mm-hmm. in our intro episode. For sure. Yeah. It just goes back to what Jesus said in the garden. Like, he was in anguish yeah. and intense suffering. But in the end, he acknowledged, like, Father, let your will be done. Yeah. And so it was a way of handing it off to God and letting him be like, God, bear your fruit. God, work through me even though I'm in anguish. And it's a reflection of that joy that we can have by even being sad, looking to God and knowing his will is what's best. And so we have that Mm -hmm. joy that surpasses knowledge and surpasses any of our circumstances. And I think this comes with having a closeness and a oneness with God, Mm -hmm. like in your pursuit of him and, and as he pursues you. I think it's really easy for us to choose the feelings of this world Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of to lament in the feelings of this world and then pursue joy. Like, pursuing joy is hard. Yeah. And lamenting in the feelings that we have in the world right now is easy. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to produce good fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I read this book by John Piper recently. It was called How to Fight for Joy. Mm -hmm. And he literally described it as a spiritual battle. He's like... This is, is a daily fight. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I've felt that fight a lot this semester. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's October now. Woohoo. Ooh. Sorry if you're listening to this a little late. Maybe it's like the end of October now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but at least personally, like, I've gotten to that point in this semester where my two jobs and my 16 credits feel like a heck of a lot. Yeah. And I come home from class and I'm like, not joyful like I walk home from class yeah I get Mm -hmm. home and I'm like I cannot wait to take a nap I don't want to do this anymore me right after this episode actually yeah (laughs) takes an intentional choice on my part to be like you know what's actually gonna help like my nap might make me feel better but I've seen time and time again spending that time in the word Mm mm-hmm completely changes my perspective doesn't matter what I'm reading doesn't matter that I'm reading through Isaiah which is all about how like everyone is screwed and like God's gonna come (laughs) in wrath to everyone like even just like getting in the word in general just brings so much joy and I think that is something that definitely resets me every day and helps me Mm. to live out that joy because we get to take that perspective of like yeah all these bad things are happening in my life and other people's lives the glory that's coming like Abigail said does not compare at all to the suffering For sure. that we have now. Have you guys ever heard the idea of like, wake up in the morning and make your bed mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. gonna set yourself on the right track? Yep. Wake up in the morning and diving into scripture yep. is Amen. like the Christian version of that. Yeah. Um, just because it, it starts you out with joy, it starts you out with a time mm-hmm. of rest and like, yes, you're doing something, but if the reading the Bible feels like a chore, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. That should really just start out your day, fill you up, and then you should be able to go on to that crappy day with that mm-hmm. test yep. or that really mm-hmm. packed day where you've got to interact with people that you don't really want to talk to. And filling yourself up from the beginning allows you to pour out the joy and the love of Jesus yeah. 
right from the beginning. And, mm-hmm. and that's not saying that the only time you can read scripture is in the morning either. Like, scripture mm-hmm. is great at any time, ever. But that's kind of how I related it was that idea of like, wake up and make your bed in the morning. Wake up and get in the word. And that's going to set you up for success. Yeah. And it's like, I think the reason that it's such a battle though is like with all these things of reading the Bible or doing these things that are going to fill us up and fill us with God's joy is that everyone around us is telling us there are different ways to have joy. There are different ways to be happy. There are different ways to fill ourselves. And we have to fight back against that because that's just the devil telling us lies. Like you're going to be happier if you go to parties. You're going to be happier if you have a lot of friends. You're going to be happier if you get good grades. But really the only way we're going to have joy is through Jesus and we can't pretend that it's going to come from anywhere else. That discernment is a lot of power. When someone says everyone feels joy in different ways. It's like okay so that means I can feel joy in anything. And I'm like well there are certain parts of it where if you're supplementing something for the joy you should get from the spirit, mm-hmm. then that's not true joy. Then yeah. that is something that is going to be temporary and fleeting. Yeah. But when you are truly discerning what the spirit wants for you to find joy, AKA bearing good fruit in the spirit, that's when it's not going to be fleeting. That's when it's going to not be temporary. That's when it's going to last with you and allow you to persevere past those times of struggle, past those times of you know, I'm just having a crappy day. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what the joy as a fruit of the Spirit is. So then, practically, how do we do that in everyday life? What does that discernment look like between people are telling me that I can find joy in so many different things, but I don't know if this is true joy from the Lord or if it's just my own fleeting happiness mm-hmm. or my own fleeting pleasure, I think is a better word. Mm-hmm. So how in the busyness of life, practically, do we create that discernment with the Holy Spirit to produce good fruit in the Spirit through joy? I think I experienced this a little bit beginning of this year because I definitely was focused a lot on external things Mm -hmm. like friends, school, health, family life, all of that. And when I realized that I wasn't feeling God's joy was when I realized that I had everything I wanted to be happy by the world standards. Like I was doing great by worldly standards, Mm -hmm. but I just was very easily upset, very easily disappointed, and I just wasn't feeling God's peace. I was very easily stressed, and I was talking to someone about this, and I was like, I just like don't feel God's joy, and I don't understand why. And then one day, literally, I was having – a rough day I was walking back from class I was tired and hungry and I just wanted to take a nap like like we were talking about earlier and all of a sudden I just felt this peace and this joy I was like I'm like happy right now and I I don't know why it was just I could feel God's presence in my life and that kind of carried through the week even though it was kind of a just a random week Mm -hmm. and I think that's when I realized how much I was feeling God's joy and not the joy of the world was when I looked at my circumstances and I was content regardless of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because circumstances should have nothing to do with your joy, as we yeah. were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. I think having joy is something I learned a lot about this summer. Um, mm. I'm speaking to two other people who worked at camp this summer. Camp, <laughs> so, Yeah. We're going to camp. It's the best decision yeah. ever made. Uh, five second plug, literally, camp is the best thing ever. Anyways. Always work at camp. Um. But my job this summer was really different than any other job I'd ever had because I was in charge of people and things. And, like, kids throw up, and it's my problem. And, like, kids are homesick, and it's my problem. And kids, like, 
I spent five hours being screamed at by a camper, and like oh. that was my job. Like I just woke up every day, and I was like, I guess this is what I have to do. Um, and I was talking to my co-worker over the summer. I am plugging it still <laughs> because I found the joy. We'll get there. I was talking to my um, the like guy who had did the same position as me at the end of the summer. We were talking about it. And he was like, yeah, like, our job, like, kind of sucked. <laughs> like, our job was dealing with everything that nobody else wanted to deal with. Yeah. And yet it was the most joyful summer I'd had. Oh, and for sure. And thinking about, like, why is that? Like, why does this job that, like, you, if I read the job description, I would be like, no way. I'm mm-hmm. spending my whole summer earning literally, like, a dollar an hour doing that. <laughs> 96 cents an hour, baby. Like, yeah. Shout out Camp T. Um, and it, it just kind of hit me at the end of the summer, like, what it really looked like to die to myself Absolutely. what it looked like to wake up every morning and know that it Amen. wasn't about what i wanted to do it wasn't about you it's not about me like in mm. the camp setting it's so easy to see that because it's about the kids you have kids who are there for six days and you have to make their life as awesome as possible whether it's your first week and you have so much energy or it's week eight and you're just absolutely <sighs> dead yeah. and like it's not about what I want to do. It's not about if I want to play this shaving cream game. That's what's going to make it better for everyone else. It's not about if I want to, like, sit with this kid who's homesick and crying. Because it's not about me. Like, it's not about what I want to do. And I think that's something that I've been able to carry into this school year of, like, sometimes doing ministry is hard. Oh, and yeah. it takes Amen. a lot of effort and it can be frustrating. But also having this perspective of, like, it's not at all about what i want to do Mm -hmm. it's about what is like going to bring the most people to christ and taking that pressure off of like yeah you're right like i don't have to love what i'm doing every second of it can still find joy in it for sure y'all they really put three camp counselors on the same podcast (laughs) (laughs) and i love it they being claire she literally set this up claire knew knew. no but i completely agree with you like die to self was one of the biggest things that i took away from Mm -hmm. this summer in my time working at a a camp yeah because when you're doing everything in the name of the lord Mm -hmm. that that energy tank that gas tank yeah somehow never runs out no it sure Mm -hmm. feels like it does Uh and it sure feels like you're about to sputter completely out of control but somehow in some way when you're standing on the tables of the lodge screaming olivia rodrigo on on girls day after you had three (laughs) hours of sleep for the past 12 weeks somehow you're still able to do it yeah and it's because you're doing it for the joy of not only these kids but so that those kids hear the words of jesus yeah hear the truths of jesus and mm-hmm. I'm also not going to say that you have to go to camp to experience this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the way that joy works for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not just in an element of kids or with kids or in a secluded space that camp yeah. can be sometimes. It is every day in our lives that we can truly feel this joy and yeah. mm-hmm. be replenished through this energy tank of dying to ourselves and trusting that the Lord is going to put life back into us. Yeah, and sometimes it takes dying to ourself. Like, sometimes it takes being at our most broken place Mm -hmm. to realize, oh my gosh, I need Jesus. There's literally nothing else I can turn to, which is what we're talking about, which is what made camp so unique for all of us, Mm -hmm. is it gave us that opportunity to literally be so empty but be filled with Mm -hmm. the Spirit in a way that we could still have that joy and still pour that out. And that's what the fruits of the Spirit are about, like Mm -hmm. that aspect of, not being full at all on our own account, but then God filling us with peace yeah. and yeah. joy and love and goodness and faithfulness. 
I'll say it again and again, as I've been saying on the episodes in this series, every single person with a heartbeat needs a savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Like, you, me, the person sitting next to you, the person listening to this, like, and just because we're behind the scenes on the mic does not mean that we are not in need of a savior anymore. That's mm-hmm. just yeah. the exact opposite of how it works. Girl. So much in need. So, so there's just, there's a point too, and, and I'd love to hear some more ways too, besides working at a camp, even mm-hmm. though it's really great, yeah. that we would <laughs> bring this joy into it. And I think the first thing that comes to back to me was this idea of like starting out our morning with scripture, mm-hmm. going back to what if I just memorize it? Yeah. And oh. I have it with me yes. at all times. Girl, that's what... Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I'm going to pop off about scripture memory for a second. <laughs> so scripture memory is not something that I had any concept of the importance of before the summer. Um, and I had, like, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, which is, like, very traditional, very, like, um, it feels very, like, do, like, check off the boxes kind of thing. And I'm going to preface this with scripture memory is not another thing to check off your box. You are not required to do scripture memory to have a good relationship with God. You are not... In, by any means, like, asked to do that. Um, but also, one of my friends posed this question of, like, if you were in jail right now, how much of the Bible would you know? Ooh. Like, how mm, much of the Bible would you yeah, be able to that. read if you couldn't read it? How are you supposed to fight the lies that the enemy's putting in your head if you don't have it in your head, right? Like, the first verse I ever memorized was Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which is, like, do not be anxious about anything, but instead, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Come on! The reason I memorized yeah. that verse was because I was anxious all the time, and I literally had to stop the cycles of anxiety in my brain, repeat that verse over and over and over again, and I'm not going to say that, like, I'm never anxious, mm-hmm. but, man, having that piece of scripture of God's mm-hmm. word to back up and counteract and, those lies. And counteract the lies has been the most powerful tool that I've found. And so yeah. scripture memory is definitely something I'm working on integrating into my daily practice because in conversation with people, they need scripture. How am I supposed to know what it is if I don't mm. have it in my brain? So. Yeah. And we're thinking about not being attached to material things. Yeah. Like if we don't have to carry around a Bible mm-hmm. to be able to fight our battles or to be able to have truth within us. Yep then that's just one less thing that we have to have in our hands yeah. to fight off the enemy yeah. and to truly dive into what the Lord says in scripture and just have it engraved in yeah. our brain. Yeah. Like in Ephesians, it literally says scripture is the sword yeah. of which we fight off the enemy. Yes. And <laughs> That's my sword sound. <laughs> and my, one of my favorite verses to think about with regards to scripture memory is Psalm 119. It's, I have hidden my word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I don't remember which verse, but it's one of the 100 in there. And I listen. I don't know if you guys have heard of Ventures in Odyssey, but oh. it's like this Christian audiobook stories. And they called it the Psalm 119 operator because it's like when you're in an emergency, when you're being tempted, you call Psalm 119 because it's saying you've got to hide your word in God's, hide God's word in your heart. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. 119. Good question. I think another really practical way to be joyful, which is going to sound kind of backwards as I say it, but like, let yourself feel your feelings, like let yourself Mm -hmm. cry, let yourself be upset. I think one of the lies that the enemy likes to throw in our heads about having joy is like, if we're sad, we can't have joy, so you bottle it all up inside Mm -hmm. and then are like, maybe you're like me and you get home from class one day and then you get a letter from your friend 
and then all of the emotions come out and you're like randomly. I'm sobbing and then you're all of a sudden you're really mm-hmm. sad no like letting yourself emote like Vicky said earlier to God is a great way to have joy because you can have joy in any feeling because it transcends circumstance so if I'm sad great I can pray about it and pray joyfully mm-hmm. that the Lord would take it away and that the Lord's going to win that battle yeah like said earlier. and knowing that it's already done like to tell us die it's done we're hey, over come hey, on man. we don't drink. need to worry about whether or not we're going to live this redemptive life because we are mm-hmm. and so making space for the way that you feel is honestly like I would say top three practices for having joy because you can't bottle everything up and then expect that your life will look like joy because it won't because you've bottled everything up yo those are jesus's last words Mm. literally and if we're thinking about like the famous last words it is done um okay yeah that's probably all you really need to know that's kind of just the gospel in three words yeah like it is done we have won the victory we know how the story ends Mm -hmm. so feel your feels cry Like, emote, lament. It's okay to not be okay. But there's also joy, no matter the circumstances. Joy is not tied to circumstances. Joy is tied to the spirit. I think another practical way I think of finding joy kind of goes off of that with the whole feeling your feels. I don't know. One thing that I've found when it comes to feeling joy and being filled with God's spirit and so feeling joy is when you focus on spending a ton of time with him and Mm. being filled with his word and to me part of that is being in scripture and reading the bible but another big thing for me at least is worship music Mm. I like literally love worship music and finding songs that bring me joy and listening to words that are come from scripture and that you will remember really well and I think that that's just a huge practical thing for me for sure. I think we're even starting to move into this reference minute kind of mm. place where we're like, okay, practicality, we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. Now let's even go deeper and think about some like real life references that we can plug to either help us understand this joy as fruit of the spirit a little bit more, but also enact it in our lives. Um, and I think worship music is a great one. I mean... I literally have two different playlists. One is called Cry Worship and one is called Happy Worship. (laughs) And sometimes you just got to check your vibe. Like sometimes you really just need to like, like I said, lament and cry with the Lord to musical worship. But at the same time, sometimes you just need to dance in front of the Lord. Yeah. Like how many times did David dance because he was so freaking happy Mm -hmm. just to be the Lord's son? Yeah. I would love to make a reference. Um, (laughs) Back to scripture memory. It is the um, system that I use to memorize scripture, which is called the topical memory system. And it breaks down um, into five, like, applications, I guess, of the gospel. So uh, living the new life, proclaiming Christ, relying on God's resources, being Christ's disciples, and growth in Christ-likeness. And it breaks it down um, so that you have... And it gives you, like, all the verses. Or not all, but a bunch of verses to Mm -hmm. memorize in each one. And that's been a really practical way that I've been able to um, organize my scripture memory and be like, okay, these are, like, I'm working on Christ-likeness right now. And Mm -hmm. memorizing those things and 
um, a really like good tangible way of doing that. Yeah. If I were to give a reference, it would be the book I mentioned earlier. Okay. It's called When I Don't Desire God, How to Fight for Joy by John Piper. Mm. So, so good. Really, yeah, just good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate both of you being here. I appreciate your references, all the truth that we were able to get out of this. I, I think we really did a good job of not just talking about joy like everyone else talks about it, which is still important. But like we, like I said, we had a podcast episode last season, last year, about joy, and we wanted to really yep. figure out how we could make this different. And I think really <laughs> emphasizing the fruit of the Spirit is something that um, we were able to accomplish today. So thank you both for being here. I'm glad we were able to do that, and, and I hope that all of you listening out there are able to take something practically that you can step out in faith and do after listening to this episode. So that's the kind of point of this, if you couldn't tell. But nonetheless, we're just happy that you're here. We're happy that you're listening. Um, And yeah, that's it for us today. But we hope you're having the best week ever. And we will see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.